Welcome to the Real Digital Success Podcast. This is the podcast allergic to everything fake and addicted to everything online, authentic, and real. On this podcast, we discuss the things about online entrepreneurship that don't get talked about a lot, but are essential for your success. I'm your host, Rocher, aka the meticulous marketer, the improbable interviewer, and the practical podcaster. This is a new episode of the Real Digital Success Podcast. How has everyone been doing? I've been doing well, and I'm really excited for today because today we have a special guest on the show. Her name is Tiffany Denise, and she is the founder of howtoentrepreneur.com. Tiffany helps people create their own business and guides them from startup from the startup phase all the way up to creating a full-fledged enterprise. I'm really excited to talk to her and see what we can learn. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, how do we start this? Because we've been talking for like 20 minutes, so it kind of feels weird to start again like that. Uh, but I thought it would be useful uh, for the listeners of the podcast uh, to talk a little bit about who you are and uh, basically what How to an Entrepreneur is. Okay, sure. Well, my name is Tiffany Denise, and um, I, I'm the founder of How to Entrepreneur, which is an education and training company designed to help entrepreneurs go from idea to full-time income and from full-time income to enterprise. So I started that about two years ago in 2018. And since then, it's been like a daily grind, something that I do, helping entrepreneurs all the time. And I really, really enjoy it. You say you do it daily, so this is uh, your full-time job right now? Yeah, it is. It's good to hear. I've been reading a little bit about you, and uh, I could really relate to the story you put on your website because you start talked about starting as a creative uh -huh. and uh, I started out as a creative too so uh, uh, I studied architecture and building sciences uh -huh. and uh, the mo I remember you talking about uh, noticing that you uh, didn't get taught the necessary means to start your own business yeah and uh, I found it very interesting yeah so I was wondering when did you notice that uh, you had these blind spots? Um, well, like growing up, so to explain my background, um, I grew up in a small city, Akron, Ohio. Um, it's actually a place that's got grown in popularity over the years because LeBron, LeBron James. James yeah. And, yeah. So now more people know about Akron, but it's really a fairly small city. And there's I, I don't know why it's a, um, a lot of uh, performing arts and the that type of education. And so there were like performing arts schools that you have to audition for. And from the fifth grade on, I was always in a performing arts school where I would audition and then I was in for visual arts. And then over time, I developed a second skill, which was um, playing the, <laughs> the viola. So anyway, nice. <laughs> I know you ain't guessed that, but <laughs> I also was, um, I had a full ride scholarship from when I was like four or five. 
um, to a dance school. So I was in a dance school um, called Cuyahoga Valley Youth Ballet. They travel and do all kinds of performances. But anyway, um, that's a different, <laughs> whole different story. But basically, um, I realized when I was in high school that when I'm looking for a job or a way to pay my bills, that those like artists or sculptor or those type of jobs just don't exist. Um, And so you don't like, I didn't know how to use that in the marketplace, but I had to learn that maybe the graphic design skills that I have could be used for advertising and making creatives and possibly doing uh, social media marketing and stuff, those skills could pair well, but the schools that I went to never put those things together. And um, they didn't really, it was more like um, art for, um, just for beauty kind of. Um, And you learn about art history, you learn about all those things, but it's not like a plug and play into the market. Like you don't learn manufacturing, you don't learn like how to get your art into Hobby Lobby or Walmart or anything. So I think those things, like those pieces would have been really useful, but that wasn't there. So um, yeah, that's how I noticed this because when I actually wanted to make money to pay my bills and I didn't want my parents to do it anymore, then I had to figure out like what application can I fill out to get some money coming in. (laughs) And the skills just didn't seem like they were useful at that point. And then um, less than a year, I said I graduated in 2005 from high school and in 2006 is when I joined the military. By joining the military, I wasn't using the skills at all. Like I wasn't, except for as a hobby, but even at that point, I didn't know how to take it from a hobby into something that could really sustain me and really put the bread and butter on the table. And those are some things I had to learn just along the way. But even though when you think about probably being in the military has taught you a lot about discipline. Yeah, for sure. Because I know from myself, that's a piece of self-awareness I have that I'm not the most disciplined person. Mm -hmm. So I always kind of uh, force myself into situations where I have no choice but to work. Yeah. (laughs) And that's how I think that's that's what it's all about. Even in the military, I think most people have a lazy side. Everybody does. And you do have to put yourself in positions where the positive habits that you want to live by are kind of forced on you. So, I mean, you might, especially like, I think accountability is just good. Whether you have accountability groups or whether you do a video that you show a lot of people and say something bold that you're going to do, because you don't want, nobody wants to like be a disappointment. (laughs) So if you say that you're going to do something and enough people know you said it, you don't want them to later say, well, why didn't you do that? And then you're like, well, you know, I just, I just couldn't. Yeah. That, <laughs> it, yeah. So that accountability is like a fuel and it pushes you. Um, I love how yeah. you said that because uh, I do that stuff more than I should when I think about it. 
I remember mm -hmm. also uh, uh, before this in 2010, I had like a personal development blog mm -hmm. and uh, I would make a YouTube series uh, or at least I would make a YouTube series every time I started something new and then mm -hmm. I would like record my year and then at the beginning of the YouTube series, I would say, I'm going to record this year and after this year, I'm going to be here. And then yeah. every day I would film myself so I wouldn't have any choice but to do what I needed to do. Yeah, I think for me, I things are much, discipline is much easier once you have the habit in place. But in the beginning when the habit's not in place, for me, I have to just go all in. <laughs> That's what I do. So. Like if I'm going to start something new, like for example, um, when I started YouTube, I said, I don't have the skills. I didn't feel like I had any skills <laughs> to use on YouTube. <laughs> so I just said the way that I'm going to get them, uh, <laughs> because you either have to pay for a course that's going to teach you some of the skills, but you, either way, you're going to have to take action in order yeah. for you to really get it. And so I just decided, okay, I'm just going to shoot a video every day. And that's going to be what helps me understand what is required. It's going to teach me how long it takes me to set up, how long it takes me to tear down, how long uh, it takes me to feel prepared, how many times I have to do a take, you know, doing it will teach you all those things. And by doing it every day, then you get more efficient. And then before you know it, it's kind of like, it's like a routine and I think that's really where um the sweet spot is is in establishing routines and habits that are just like gonna keep building a future for for you you know yeah yeah it's uh, very true the it moment sounds it boring yeah <laughs> routines sound boring but really when I look at people who are really successful it's, they're not really successful because they do a bunch of different things and they they're really successful because they have pretty much they do the same thing over and over you know? <laughs> like, so they wake up they have their morning routine you usually if you look at entrepreneurs and read success books and stuff they're like i have a morning routine i have an evening routine i have a to-do list yeah. <laughs> it's like common traits yeah is that also something uh you teach in your uh in your program about routines yeah or is it more um, or is it more like uh the business x and o's so in the enterprise builder membership it's really something that i'm building like and it's something that's going to evolve a lot uh, as i continue building but basically, I teach 10 phases to go from idea to enterprise. And it, it does have a lot of nuances within it. And because um, the phases have so many things that you can experience, I'm sure at some point I'll talk about things like what we just talked about. But um, the phases, is, is like mindset is really the first. And then it goes from establishing the right mindset, overcoming, uh, becoming courageous and overcoming doubt all the way to um, scaling up and just like having a, something that's turnkey and continuing to repeat that and scale up. So 
Um, it, it's a lot of steps in between yeah. that. There's 10, <laughs> 10 <laughs> steps. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I think the the discipline thing would fall into mindset and then phase three is prioritization. So it will really fall into those uh, two phases really well. I really love it. So it's uh, an overall approach through all the phases because a lot of the entrepreneurship courses that I have followed, it always felt like uh, it was, it wasn't always into the context that I needed. They would focus on one specific thing and right. other essential things. You never got to that in that course. Right. Just from working with entrepreneurs and being an entrepreneur myself, I noticed that the phases are just natural. It's not like something it's, it's natural. It's not something that like I, <laughs> um, it's not something that I, create you know what i mean yeah. um it's something that you go through when you become an entrepreneur for example when you become an entrepreneur usually you you're like can i do this will this work and even if you're going from like like in my case going from affiliate marketing to um selling your own products then even with a transition like that you might feel like can i do it is this going to work for me that courage needs to be built again and so it's just like a natural first step is that you have to build that courage. Yeah. And some people may never get out of that phase if they don't realize that that's something they should take the time to focus on. So that's phase one. And then um, I, me as uh, um, like, and I see everybody go through the phase of, of um, prioritization, you know, even yeah. before you can, make money you have to go through that phase too so when i say the phases aren't something i make um like i have outlined that these are how you you have to do it <laughs> but you go through it if you want if you want to make money with your business you have to go through yeah. a series of phases and prioritizing is is one of them like um especially if you're busy if you start, I mean, even if you're not busy, <laughs> because, but I noticed there's people who start out and they want to start a business and they're not busy. A lot of times they might have some lazy issues. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they might have some, some issues of even wanting to take action. And then you have people who are really busy. Maybe they are in school or they have kids or they have all of these things going on. And it's like, how do I still build a business? even though I have all of these other things that I want to do. And it's like, um, that's where I was. I was like, I have kids, I'm working on my master's program. I'm, I'm in the military, <laughs> you know, I'm married. I got all these things going on. How do I still start a business with all these things going on? Cause I'm not getting rid of them right now. And so that's how I started. And, um, I think in going through that phase, I had to learn efficiency. I had to learn to cut the fat. I had to learn boundaries and so many different things go into that phase, you know? Yeah, yeah I, found it very, I found it very interesting because uh, cutting the fat is something so very painful <laughs> to do sometimes. Yeah. If you, uh, if you don't know how to prioritize everything. Because mm -hmm. what, did you, what did you know was... 
away. What did you know you were able to cut out pretty easy? And what did you know that you had to keep? <laughs> well, I mean, I think I cut a lot of things that we don't consider that it takes time. For example, um, I'm a mom. I have two kids. One is uh, three, turning four, and one is 13. Um, we, we eat at home three times a day and there's dishes to be done, right? Mm. So I would, I do something like put in wax paper on top of the dishes so that way I'm not scrubbing ketchup off three times a day. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really simple, but you know how much time that saves me? Like all I do is take the wax paper off, throw it in the trash can, and instead of spending 15 minutes doing dishes three times a day, which in turn is about an hour, I could cut that down to spending five minutes. Like, so I just try to find lots of opportunities like that. It's not like, uh, I, I don't think I do any like super rocket science or anything, uh, but I just, I started taking inventory of how my time is spent. And I just wrote down like, this is what I normally do. I'm usually spending about 45 minutes on dishes. I usually spend about this much time on this and this much time on that. And then I start looking at it and I'm like, why do I spend so much time on it? <laughs> that, that doesn't bring any added value to anybody if I'm spending 45 minutes on dishes every day. Like nobody even cares. So, <laughs> you sounds, know, it's, yeah. it's not benefiting my family that much and it's not been a, i mean aside from of course i don't want to have roaches i don't want to have like any serious pest problem or so i'm not going to just let them stack up but how can i do it in a in a way that saves more time and so that's kind of how i did it i just like analyzed the things that i do and started looking at how, maybe how other people do it maybe do they do it in a way that cuts more time because maybe maybe I do it the wrong way. <laughs> and I think that self-reflection really built a lot of change. It, uh, I think it's really interesting because I took like a really different approach to it. So mm -hmm. where you were cutting off all the small things, uh, I was uh, cutting off big things, but temporarily. So I kind of did mm -hmm. like this immersion and maintenance Mm -hmm. And then uh, for three months, I would just cut out dancing uh, and because I would have a lot of hobbies. So I would dance, uh, then was gaming or something like that, or uh -huh. uh, uh, what was a drawing. And I would just uh, do one of those for just three months. Yeah. And then the next three months, I would do the other hobby and then I would keep it going like that. So I okay. wasn't doing them all at the same time. And that's how I yeah. saved time. But I never yeah. really thought about doing little things like that. It would yeah. probably like, been a lot more fun like that. Yeah, for me, I, another thing I used to spend a lot of time on, I, I used to have a huge afro. It was really big. It took like eight hours to dry it. And like... Uh, eight hours? <laughs> yes. Wow. It was a lot of hair. <laughs> <laughs> So I cut it off because it was like, it's just, it takes too much time. <laughs> like it's cute, but it takes too much time. So I think you can even see maybe a picture right there <laughs> in my background. But anyway, it was things like that. Like if this thing, 
I, it, I'm not saying it took me eight hours to blow dry. Like it took eight hours if I just let it air dry. It yeah. would take it would take a lot of time. So I mean, I was using a lot of shampoo, uh, <laughs> yeah. taking a lot of time just to do the extra stuff. And then I I just thought about things like that because that was the time that I I had, and that's what I could move around. Um, I didn't really have things like hobbies or something like that that. I spent a significant amount of time on. My schedule was really packed, so I had to figure out just normal day-to-day things like grooming, um, like home maintenance, um, transportation, like how can I cut time in these things? Uh And how can I make the time that I spend in the important areas valuable even if it's not a lot? Like, because my at the end of the day my family has to sacrifice too so that i can have the right boundaries so that i can focus and grow a business so it's like if like right now my daughter's in the background and i'm doing this podcast how can i make sure that after i get off of this podcast that i'm giving her what she needs to keep the relationship and to not make her feel neglected in place of business you know so it's like you have to figure out lots of ways to harmonize um communication has to get a lot stronger i found that like um in order to have my priorities in place i've had to communicate a lot with my husband with my kids to say mommy has this going on at this day or you know Uh, i have this going on so yeah i've had to grow in a lot of different ways communication is one of them uh and just weird hacks like weird hacks <laughs> <laughs> i just if i if i go over i i think i could just write a list of weird hacks that i've done so that i'm not spending a lot of time on things that they matter but they don't matter enough that i should be spending a lot of time uh, on. Oh, you, you should definitely make that list and just put it online for everyone <laughs> I mean, that's why I, I, I told you I'll, I'll, I'll be working on the membership because I don't want to have to be making a whole bunch of different products that's like, yeah. this This product's also about prioritization, and this one's also about prioritization, so I'm like, if, you, if we have a membership, then it's something that I can constantly, like, grow and add to and continue to share things in and evolve over time. Yeah. Sounds really nice. It's just yeah. this uh, internal evergreen product that uh, right. keeps on growing. Yeah, because, you know, uh, I've seen, I mean, you have the choice as an entrepreneur what type of product you launch in your business. But, you know, for me, as like an information education space, um, I could have, do like a lot of other education entrepreneurs and have like a course and you know an ebook and all these things but you know I really actually don't like the feeling of always having to buy something for us either a similar solution or you know what I mean yeah like when they launch something and you it's like well I just bought that last week and it was about prioritization now it's still something else I have to do in order to prioritize better (laughs) 
So like version 2.0 and 3.0. <laughs> you won't believe you won't believe what comes in 5.0. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Man, how many things do I have to buy in order to learn how to prioritize? <laughs> yeah. I can imagine yeah. clients getting like some sort of fatigue after like the third version. <laughs> I have seen products out there that are exactly like that, though. Yeah. And then you see, like, people uh, in the comments talking about, do the old customers get ent- uh, uh, get interested <laughs> in the products? Yeah. And then <laughs> and the founder's like, no. Just <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no explanation. Yeah. Just buy the other version. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, that's what I've noticed. Even... Uh, being a part of different membership programs like Wealthy Affiliate or we've uh, been a part of like um, Chamber of Commerce and different entrepreneur groups and when you're a part of something like that it ends up being like the network of people ends up growing tighter because it's just like even I don't know if you go to church but even a church once you go for a long period of time, it's like, then you get to know, oh, that's so-and-so and that's so-and-so, you know? Yeah. It's like a longer term vibe, the networking, it can be tighter. And um, the information that's presented inside can, can evolve and have so much more value in my opinion, because it's not just like, I'm selecting a solution. It's like, I'm trying to guide you to a conclusion. I'm trying to guide you to the end of a goal, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to keep you motivated um, over the course of a journey that is a long journey. (laughs) Business isn't like, I feel like um, business, the business journey is like, uh, like parenting or like marriage or something like that where you commit to it and, it's like so many twists and turns that it's it's not a set way to explain everything. Yeah. You know? And I also um, feel like it's an uh, everlasting thing. So there's there's no end point in my opinion. It's just the act of doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. that's basically the goal itself. Because I, mm-hmm. if I look at my long-term goals, uh, they're not to uh, get a specific amount of money or uh, build something. It's basically to do certain things and just keep on doing them. So, so you're more on the impact side. Is that what you mean? Uh, I'm not. I'm not more on the impact side. I'm uh, more on the uh, liking the process side. Okay. So just the the act of doing. I like that. So mm-hmm. my end goal is just to be able to do more in a certain direction and just be able to keep on doing that. Okay. I think for a lot of people, um, like money, of course, is a huge incentive for uh, a huge goal that they will have. And so some people do have an exit plan of how they want to get out of the business that they're in and maybe have this amount of profit at the sale. Um, or succeed, be succeeded by their next generation or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, well, I still have a question for you. Uh, okay. uh, since you uh, are basically somebody that helps people uh, build their businesses, 
for listeners that are interested, uh, do you have some basic tips on how to start their uh, journey? I think the best start is in um, self-reflection. And I, I know it sounds like maybe cliche, but um, a lot of people ask, well, what business model do you think is best? And without me knowing them personally, it's really hard to say. I feel that the best business model is the business model that plays on your skills, your interests, your talents, and your life purpose or what you actually want to be doing in the long run. And so it's really difficult to say that one business model is better than another one without knowing that because, you know, like Sam Walton, the Walmart business model worked best for him, but can I say that that's best for you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it may not be. And, but that one seemed like he was satisfied with his, at the end of his life. And I think um, his generations after really talk highly about his legacy and all that stuff. So I would say that they are perfectly happy with their, their choice of business model, but like um, I've tried different business models. I've done, uh, like I told you, we did the general contracting business. My husband still runs it. I decided that one really wasn't for me. The marketing sales side, yes, I can help with it. But as far as, is that something that I want to be involved in the day-to-day -day op operations? No. But is it a bad business? No. And is it is it a profitable business? Is it something that people can make a lot of money with? Absolutely. So I think um, the first thing I usually direct people to do is a life plan. And it's basically where um, you actually sit down and analyze, like do an inventory of your skills, your talents, um, and the relationships, the connections that you have, and um, where you want to go before, like, who do you want to impact? What do you want to do with your life, really? And once you decide where you're trying to go, it's easier to choose a vehicle because yeah. a business is just a vehicle for that. It's not like, um, yeah, it's just a vehicle for how you can execute on your life purpose and your life goals, whether that's financial goals or whether it's relationship goals or travel goals or whatever, the business is just supposed to be a vehicle to help you get there. Yeah. And uh, so I would say the first thing is uh, life planning. But if we were to go to the practical side after you've done that, then uh, the, this, the thing you have to do is, like I said, the first thing most people face, even during that phase of life planning is, having a lot of doubt um and then you have your so your support system um you have to build that Pe people may um a lot of people might say well i don't think uh, I, you should just get a job like why are you doing that so the going back to the phases these are the phases that most yeah. people experience and um you go from the mindset phase to going to the phase where you have to build a solid social circle that's going to be supportive of you and that means that maybe if your spouse or your mom or dad if they're not supportive then you might have to find alternative sources that can give you that positive um, mojo yeah. so that you can do it 
and then you go from there to prioritizing and making time for executing on it and generating business ideas. At some point you have to think about, do I want to be a cupcake baker or do I want to, um, <laughs> like, what do I want to do? Do I want to be an artist? Do I want to be an author? Um, do I want to be a course creator? Do I want to um, be a courier or an accountant? It's like so many options. Anything that has a job can really be done as a business, but um, you have to decide what what is it that you want because the sky is really the limit when it comes to business types and business models. Yeah. I think because there's like lots of popularity around certain business models, people think that it's only three to choose from or four to choose from. Yeah. You either have to do drop shipping or you have to do e-commerce or you have to do <laughs> affiliate marketing yeah. or you have to do uh, run a local business. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, like, that's it also, the only options you have. Yeah. It also <laughs> feels like we're bombarded with that from everywhere, yeah. that those are the three only options there are. <laughs> <laughs> But absolutely not. I mean, when you look, you see, if you if you get offline and you just drive around in your car, you see farmers, you see manufacturers, you see um, retail stores, um, you see recreation places like gyms and stuff. I mean, the sky is really the limit with what you could start, um, but you just have to decide which one would be the best vehicle for me carrying out my life purpose, um, and which one would I enjoy doing? Yeah. Because I see people who get into because you know I've been working mentoring affiliates, new affiliates for two years now, and I see people who get into it for the wrong reasons. And they, they're just thinking that maybe it's an easy way to make money or a way to make a lot of money. And they actually don't like any of the things that it requires. <laughs> they don't like to write. They don't want to do anything with SEO. They don't want to do anything with data analytics. They, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Back to Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like maybe this is the wrong business idea. I really like that answer, especially since like you said a lot of people don't think about it they just skip ahead to the part where it's like oh you can make money with this let me make money with it i think that's like a lot of people start the phases there where they're, they're they've seen a business idea by way of seeing people flashing their checks so then they say oh man they're making seven figures like that's a good business idea maybe i should try that business idea And it just doesn't always work like that because there's pretty much any business can make seven figures. It's just like, <laughs> will it work for you? Is that yeah. one the one that, that augments your skills the best? And the funny story is like, I have a friend that I met at a local entrepreneur group and he's an accountant. So he was really thinking because of his background, he's really good in finance and numbers because of his background, he can really, get into any business and be able to take it and run with it because you know he's he got he's the numbers guy yeah and he decided to buy an auto mechanic shop because it was already operating it was already profitable and it already was staffed and he he's a numbers guy uh. but he didn't know anything about maintaining cars or anything like that he didn't feel like he needed to 
So he buys this car, I mean, this auto mechanic shop, and it crashes. <laughs> the people quit. They like the previous owner. The customers were loyal to the previous owner. So he lost out on customers. He lost out on staff. And he pretty much was stuck having to figure out how to rebuild, but still have a mortgage and still have all of oh, these things wow. that you have to like float. And I just think, uh, you know, that's how a lot of people approach businesses. Like they're like, well, this one is, this is already cash flowing in like, or they already have an email list. Why don't I just pay to have them email their list? Mm. Like they try to find all of those shortcuts. And at the end of the day, none of those is as good as like going through the phases yourself and actually building a reputation of your own and mastering sales, getting to getting really good at meeting new people on a daily or more than daily basis and presenting an offer. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the grind. There's, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more to it indeed than most people think there actually yeah. is. It's uh there's I think, no business in a box that will work for everybody. Um, I say a lot of a lot of those opportunities, like where it's like, um, we just we'll give you everything, the templates for your funnels and the templates for uh, your emails, and you just we give you your website template, you just set it up and you just play. You just it just brings in customers on autopilot. It's like uh, I get a headache when I see all those <laughs> all those programs, those done for you programs. Because yes. you, you know there's more to it. And yes. It's it's crazy, but a lot of people just think it's just like that. You just plug it in and you'll just get money. And well, it's you know, I think a big void that is common is just um, a lot of people aren't that good with building relationships yeah. and in business that's like so key like understanding people and psychology is like one of the primary skills you you have to have empathy you have to have that like to be able to understand how other people might feel and what can solve a problem for them like that's what i really feel business you are a professional problem solver that's period that's it that's your job <laughs> you need to solve problems period and so you have to choose what interest or what niche you're going to solve problems in because that's what you're gonna do for a living. <laughs> I, I love that term. <laughs> I really so, love that term. Yeah, that's that's what I, I feel like is the job title. You're a professional problem solver. And that's why I built a, uh, the box, business in a box concept can't fit that because it's not actually solving a problem innately. Like you have to make the business in a box solve a problem and then it may work. Um, and then on, on top of making it solve a problem, you have to get it to the right people. So we uh, have arrived at the end of this podcast and uh, I would like to ask you a question. Uh, if you would go back to being that uh, your younger self before you knew all this, uh, what tip would you give yourself 
uh, if you wanted to start a business? It's a question. This is something that I actually thought about is uh, what would I talk, what would I tell my 25 year old self? So at 25, I was, when I was active duty, I had it. My son was very young. Um, I was just either just married. I, I was just married. I think I was just married. So anyway, <laughs> like I had a lot of things going on and I was trying to start a business at the same time. And I think, um, I think at that time, my biggest problem was probably being able to um, focus. I would say that was probably the biggest problem. And a lot of times when you do have that problem, then you might think that your progress isn't coming fast enough. And maybe you might take it personal and think that it has something to do with you or something. I think I would probably talk to myself about that. <laughs> I probably would, I probably would say that, um, I probably would focus more, but at the same time, I was in a position where I didn't really know what I should give the most focus to. So I think that uh, it was important for me to be a little divided so that I could dev decide what risk to take and what risk not to take and where to place my focus. So maybe I probably would tell myself about just appreciating the process, being content along the way, and something about my confidence, because I think my confidence constantly went on a roller coaster at that time, because it was like, well, is this not going the way I want it to go because there's some dysfunction or <laughs> some malfunction, or maybe I don't know enough, maybe I'm not good enough, maybe I can't be enough, you know? Uh. <laughs> So I probably would tell myself, you are enough, and just be content with the process. <laughs> I think a lot of people could relate to that, just not feeling uh, like you're doing enough and, and not feeling that you are enough to yeah, create a business or something yeah. similar to that. And then you spin your wheels, like you spin your wheels so much because you feel like, yeah, you feel like you aren't enough. So, yeah, another thing that was really helpful was to get around people who can uh, get around other people, have a community. Um, that, I think, helped me realize where I stand, you know? Like, I am good at this. Wow, people are coming to me because they really think I'm good at this. Like. All of those things um, that builds confidence, and then you start feeling like you are more, you are enough. So that would be, if I was to say a second thing, that would be the next thing is to connect with the advisors, connect with the community. That's uh, some solid advice. So, yeah. Tiff, uh, I want to thank you for uh, being on the podcast. I really appreciate it that you take took some time out of your busy life uh, to have this hour with us. I feel like uh, yeah, that it, this has been a great interview and uh, there's you. a lot that we can take from it. Especially, yeah, I really person. enjoy coming on. I love doing podcast interviews, honestly, having conversations about like business and life. I really enjoy it. So 
Yeah, I appreciate you inviting me. Yeah, I can imagine also with the times we are in with the corona and everything, uh, it's nice to be able to talk with people about this stuff and especially yeah. like this, because uh, typing just has some weird sensation where you're just texting and typing about <laughs> stuff. I like this, <laughs> seeing people yeah. and talking to them like that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you for everything. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, it's been a real treat to have Tiffany on. Uh, I've seen her website uh, over the years just evolve and uh, just seen her get more success with helping people building their business. So it was a real treat to uh, just pick her brain and just learn some new things about her and about building a business and if you are by any chance interested in building your own business maybe now or somewhere in the future uh, at the moment she has this free business plan template that she's offering so as i said it's free you don't have to pay anything for it that you can use to lay the foundation for your business uh, if you're interested in downloading that uh, business template you can go to realdigitalsuccess.com slash uh, BP, so that stands for business plan. And there you will be directed straight to the page where you can download the free business plan template. So yeah, that's all for today. This is the podcast allergic to everything fake and addicted to everything online, authentic and real. This was an episode of the Real Digital Success Podcast. Peace.